Today is October 15th, 2020. This is episode 49 of Back to Normal. So let's get started. Okay, today I want to take a little step back again and talk about coming back to work. And obviously this is going to be a different trip back to work than I did last time when my daughter was born back in 2018 because I'm you know, I'm back in the office, quote unquote, but um my office is in my basement just like it was um while Julia was pregnant and I don't know what I was expecting exactly, but I don't think I was expecting what actually turned out to happen. Um, obviously, I knew things were going to be different. When you have, when you go from zero children and, you know, like full-time work to one kid and full-time work, that's a very drastic change because there's like, you go from having nothing to take care of, like no, no full-time care need thing other like we had a, we had a dog at the time, but like if we need to leave the house, we could leave him there with some like treats and stuff to occupy himself, but he mostly naps. Um, so occupying himself is mostly a pillow. Like it's very simple um, to needing to do that with a child. And like when I went back to work in 2018, it was like I was leaving Julia with this child, like with a, a brand new newborn that needed literally 24 seven care. And obviously that is still true, but um in a weird way, it was kind of it was kind of freeing to to be able to say, okay, this is how we're doing it. Um, you're taking care of the child, and I'm going literally to work. Um, and that sounds really simple, but I think it kind of it crystallizes the difference between these two situations for me. Like I, I was leaving the house to go to work, and even before well before our first child was born, we were both leaving the house to go to work. And so like all the discomforts and weird pains and all these things that Julia was experiencing while she was pregnant the first time, um, like if they happened during the day while we were both at work, I couldn't deal with them. I couldn't like rub her feet or whatever. I, I couldn't go and get things for her during the day. Um, it was it was mostly or entirely on her um, during the day again. Whereas now this time, because we were both at home before she was pregnant and both at home, obviously the week after she gave birth. And then like now I'm back to quote unquote work, but it's just my basement. I'm not leaving the house. Um, I expected there to be more of a difference between before and after. But what I'm finding is that things are basically the same right now when we have like a one or two week old, almost two weeks. That's fast. Holy moly. Um, yeah, Monday will be two weeks old. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, so with a two week old at home versus and all of us at home versus a nine month, well, like eight or nine month pregnant, a very pregnant woman at home, things are basically the same, except that the kid is on the outside now, because when you get to that amount of pregnant, you can't like there's a, there's like a bunch of things that you either can't do for like pregnancy reasons, things like I mean, there's obvious ones like drinking alcohol, for example, but like there's really obvious things that she she can't do and and those are highlighted even more with a child because like the list of things a child wants to do with their parents especially when they're like just having fun is often involves like physical exertion or flexibility that just doesn't exist when you have a pregnant belly so like if if Evie wanted to go and play in her little fort I can easily go down on my knees and like crawl into the fort, but there's like Julia just reasonably cannot do that. And so 
like just like she can't do it now because she's off feeding the baby or you know doing things taking care of the baby we've kind of split it up now so that i'm mostly though like i'm mostly taking care of our daughter and she's mostly taking care of our brand new son who needs much more um, care and attention whereas evie i mean it's not like she wants to play and do stuff with us but she can do a lot more on her own she can like we can get her a bowl of cereal and she'll eat it we can um we can find something for her to do and she'll like she doesn't have a long attention span but she will like do something on her own and you can have two minutes to to do your own thing whatever you need to do and so like i'm working in the basement right now um i have my little corner office um but it's just basically one big room and the rest of the room is this area that we've set up for her because she likes to play in it and we want to give her a spot like this is the best spot where she can run around and she got a bunch of toys down here. She's got her little fort down here. And like, we are going to need to kind of get across the message to her that sometimes she's going to want to be down here and it's going to make sense for her to be down here because my wife's going to be taking care of our son and she's going to need to kind of play on her own. And I think that's going to be kind of a transition period. I mean, obviously she's going to grow into that. She's going to figure it out. But like, day one this morning or not day one this morning day one day one yesterday uh, she came down here at one point and like there is a certain thing she can do where um sorry i guess i i should say there's a certain tasks there's a certain kind of task that i can do um like if it's reading email for example if it's um you know just kind of thinking about a certain thing that like thinking about the next thing i need to do for example where if she is on my lap at my desk that's totally fine i can deal with it but there's some things like if i need to respond to that email that i just read or if i'm if i have like two or three emails or one really long one um that i then need to do something about that makes it a little trickier and so it's going to take it's going to be a learning curve for all of us and i think she's going to need to to realize or recognize that sometimes she needs to be able to kind of self-direct and i think one nice thing that we have going for us is that there are certain things that I don't feel bad about that um, that she likes to do that involve things like um, using a computer, using my tablet. So one thing she really likes to do is um, she loves coloring. And so I have an Apple Pencil sometimes or, or like she'll just use her finger. We'll open up a coloring app and just let her kind of color for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour. I I hesitate. We have hesitated so far in her life to let her just kind of sit for hours on end and watch videos or tv or movie or something like that um we've kind of limited that to half an hour 45 minutes at a time she has started to watch like once a week or something once every two weeks she'll watch a movie um but for the most part yeah we're, we're trying to limit these long stretches of just sitting in front of a screen watching a thing but i don't want because i like this is what i do um and i don't want I don't want her to feel like she can't use technology. I, th I feel like technology in the same way that it empowers me, I feel like it could empower her. And so if she wants to do that and she wants to color, um, I want to enable that and kind of let her do it for, for half an hour or something, as long as she kind of wants to. She's also got an app um, on her mom's iPad where she can like words will come up um, and like they've got little tiles and she basically has to like do the Scrabble placing tiles in the right order to form a word based on a picture um and so like i don't feel bad letting her do those kinds of activities um another one she likes she just likes going on the web 
and looking at pictures of things. So like right now or a long time ago, like six months or a year ago, she was obsessed with she would like want to have the iPad open and look at pictures of turtles. So like you do an image search for a turtle and she would just be happy for like 10 or 15 minutes. I don't I don't have any issue whatsoever with letting her do that. Um, yesterday, she wanted to do the same thing on my computer with spiders, which is super weird. Like she because it's Halloween, um, like Halloween's coming up in two weeks. Um, we've been talking about a lot of Halloween stuff and she just like wanted to look at pictures of spiders which is like she wanted to look at pictures of real spiders she was she goes like oh it's so cute i don't i don't know how she hasn't like doesn't have that natural innate fear of spiders that most people do um but we're just kind of rolling with it um she's recently gotten really kind of interested in curious george and so um she's carrying on this monkey now so i'm sure she's gonna want to look at pictures of monkeys soon um and there's things like that. So again, another example, like um, listening to music on computers, I have no issue with her doing any of that. It's really my, my, our issue, I guess, as a family is limited to her not, not wanting her to just sit in front of a screen and watch videos. And so being able to use devices like that technology for, for specific purposes um, that aren't just sitting there watching a video, I'm totally fine with. And honestly, depending on the video, I think it'd be interesting as she gets older, it'll be nice for her to be able to, um, learn from something like youtube in the same way that i did as long as we're able to be there and pay attention and make sure she's not like because there are rabbit holes that i mean there are rabbit holes you can go down on youtube that will catch 20 or 30 year olds um and kind of can politically radicalize you but um there are a lot more i guess technically mundane things that that a two-year-old or three-year-old can do um with an ipad on youtube and i just don't want her to get into this like figuring out that there are just endless hours of cartoons she can watch on youtube and just going down that rabbit hole um she will eventually do that i'm sure but um we're gonna limit that as much as we can now while we can control it more that was a long tangent and something i didn't realize i was going to talk about um so yeah i want to get back to going back to work and and just kind of what we're at now like i've realized now that work means currently like in october november probably december um it means working for a couple of hours before Evie wakes up, which is kind of around 8.30, 9 o'clock these days, um, which is amazing. Like that's, it's great that I'm going to have a couple of hours of uninterrupted time most days. Um, and again, kind of if I have meetings or something, an hour or, or a couple of hours during um, while she's awake in the morning, and then I have a couple of hours, she takes long naps. So I have a couple of hours in the afternoon and then kind of finishing up the day um, after she wakes up. Um, you know, it's, it's mostly fitting in work where I can in gaps in things. Um, and it's so it's really nice to where I work for NSERC, um, everybody, especially during the pandemic, but everybody has always been really flexible and understanding and recognizes that if you're getting your work done, um, it's not about clocking like it's not about exactly clocking seven and a half hours every single day um, of work. It's more like if you're getting your work done and you're putting in your hours over like a month. Um, it's good. It like you're not in any kind of situation where anyone's going to be unhappy with you. And like they recognize that obviously things are complicated right now and everyone's making an effort to do the best they possibly can. And um, yeah, so it's been really, really nice to have to feel like I have that support and to feel like if as long as I am getting my work done, as long as I'm doing everything that that needs doing and, and communicating clearly with my colleagues about my schedule, that um, everyone's kind of on the same page there. And the last thing I want to talk about here is just um, sleep being an ongoing potential issue. Uh, anyone who's had a newborn knows that they are not always going to be really happy to be sleeping um, constantly or overnight, especially. 
And our daughter was kind of a golden child when it comes to this in that pretty much right away within the first two weeks, she started sleeping through the night and she did have regressions where she'd wake up a couple times. But like I would say, honestly, in the in the two and a half years, two and a half, little more than that years that she's been alive, uh, she has been like slept through the night from like 8 p.m. until 8 a.m. at the very late at the very earliest. Um, honestly, 98 percent of those nights, maybe more, maybe 99 percent. Like I can count on one hand, maybe two, maybe two hands, definitely two hands. The number of times that we have had to um, that we've had to deal with like meltdowns where she wouldn't go back to sleep right away. Like obviously there are times when 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 you have a toddler that they will wake up and need some kind of comforting to go back to sleep. But honestly, they're so rare that it's like it's literally a non-issue. And it seems for the time being that our son is doing a really great job sleeping. Like the, last night, for example, he woke up twice. He woke up at 2 a.m. and at 4 a.m. We managed or 6 a.m. Sorry, which is just like an hour ago. Um, we're all doing the best we can, like our whole family, just trying to to get along. And on days when I go into work, like obviously if we go to bed at 10 after he's eaten at 10 or like go to bed, like start to go to bed at 10 so he can feed and then we'll go to bed, go to sleep around 11. Um, and then, you know, kind of wake up once, maybe twice overnight. That's kind of the ideal situation for us. And hopefully, I mean, there's a chance that he won't, but over time, um, over the next couple of weeks, we suspect, I mean, based on, based on the pattern we had with Evie, um, he will start sleeping more and hopefully start sleeping through the night relatively quickly um that will bring kind of our life all full circle back to normal but we'll see how that goes um yeah that's all i really wanted to say for now about this uh, i'm excited to get back to work i i missed work the week that we were gone obviously i had bigger issues and i was very very happy to uh, to be with my family for that time like full time um but it's nice to be kind of getting back into the swing of things and you know dealing with everything that needs to be dealt with at work while being able to be home and still feel like I am supporting my family, even if it's just in small ways or like kind of at times throughout the day. So I'm going to leave it there. Thanks very much for listening. And I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.